Dun, 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 dun. This is, I think this is worthy of some music this week. I know. Episode. We need some <laughs> tunes. Breaking news? I don't think breaking no. news might not be it. But, um, so this is our health and wellness trend prediction episode. Um, basically, did I say that correct? Health and wellness predictions. No, health and wellness trend predictions. Yes. For 2023. That's, That's correct. Accurate, right? Yes. So basically we do this each year, guys, because... We try to see what the what we we take a gaze into our crystal ball to see what's going to be popular in those uh, fields of study in the new year. So we had, we compiled a list and we kind of whittled down the list because we have many different uh, topics I think or different areas we think might be prominent in the new year. But we kind of whittled it down a little bit and we're going to start with our very first one. And I kind of already mentioned it somewhat in my training recap. Um, I believe that. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We are into the, uh, we're on deck for, are we on deck or in the hole for the last episode of the year? That's <laughs> a lot of That's baseball things. slang for you guys. So yeah, we're coming we're, down the last few we're episodes the of the year. year. I think we're on deck. I think next week's is the last episode of 2022. Crazy. So this week we are going to, in I guess in preparation for the new year, we are going to give you our predictions for what will be the hot and popular health and fitness trends in 2023. So yeah, you guys, if you listened a few weeks ago, we had uh, replayed our predictions for 2022. Um, I think we kind of hit some of those on the head. Um, uh, Shannon is not appreciating my gesticulating with hands right now. I feel like you're going to whack me. I need, I talk with my hands. Um, So (laughs) hopefully uh, we, if you guys kind of mark it down now, maybe write down the trends we're about to list and see how we do in the new year. Uh, But before we do that, we've got to thank you guys for listening. It really means a lot for you guys. Uh, The podcast has had, this year has more, more people have listened this year than any year before. And we really appreciate that. We know it's because um, we're pretty awesome, uh, but also because (laughs) you guys are sharing the podcast with a friend. Um, And that's really, really helpful. Helps us spread the good word of fitness. Uh, What also helps is sharing sharing but also raining in reviews oh yep <laughs> i dropped my cue folks <laughs> sharing cue. absolutely does help but also the rating reviews in apple podcast why does that help true because that's how apple and those different services decide <laughs> in their special little high offices what podcasts people see in their feeds yep so if you search for fitness, you might, and uh, if you give us rating reviews, if everybody listening today gives us rating reviews and somebody looks for a fitness podcast, we become, we usually pop up a little higher in the search if yes. you get more ratings and reviews. So please do that. So please do give us a rating review if you haven't done so already. Also check out aminoco.com slash ATF. If you're in need for some uh, workout supplements, both pre-workout and post-workout, uh, there's some there are go-to supplements. So check them out. You'll hear more about them later in the podcast. So 
This first part that we go into is called training recap. Do you have anything to share for this week? For your training? Uh, sadly, I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bit under the weather this week and also sleeping really bad. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, super low energy. So you might hear it. And I have a little bit of a like growl. <laughs> Husky voice. Um, I don't know, actually. It sounds really husky in my head. But I don't know if it sounds like that. So that impacted just my ability to function day to day, never mind actually train. So um, I really would like to say I even got on my yoga mat, but I didn't. (laughs) I didn't once. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to at least doing some yoga this coming week and Mm -hmm. stretching out when I'm not able to do like cardio. Um, and I'm, I'm just choosing to look forward at this point. There is no use being mad Mm -hmm. at, you know, it is one of the busiest times of the year as well. So we have to be a little extra kind, give ourselves a little extra grace this kind time of year to make sure that we're not setting ourselves up for even worse down the road. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, I was making it a mission this week to get back to a good routine because the previous week, if you guys listened to last week's episode, um, I took it easy. I took it way easy on vacation. Vacation. You know, I like I said. I know. Yeah. I pushed myself, I think, harder Absolutely. on vacation. I mean, you did hot yoga. You did a hip workout. I was just watching and... Like I said, lattes and pastries. That was, was my yeah. my daily goals on vacation. So um, <laughs> this week I really got back to it. Um, I did uh, several strength training uh, uh, workouts. Um, I definitely hit some push-ups. If you guys hit, heard last week's episode, we prioritized the push-ups. So hey. I took some of that to heart. Yep. Um, I did a uh, couple sauna sessions. Uh, I did a couple jujitsu classes. Um, I did some longer Peloton sessions. I actually, um, my colleague Sean from Temp Strength suggested, he was like, you know what? He's like, why have you ever thought about doing longer cardio? He's like, I know you ride the bike sometimes, but maybe you do longer form cardio. And I was like, you know what? I used to do long form cardio. I used to run yeah, all the time. Yeah, I used to run. Swim, bike. You know, whether I was training for a fight or training for triathlons, I used to do a lot of cardio and I've kind of got away from it. You know, my daily schedule was kind of not conducive. I was trying to get as much rest as possible. And I think um, I was like, you know what, if I just wake up 20 minutes earlier, a couple of days a week, I can get a longer bike ride in. I can get a minimum of 30 minutes in. And I just started that this week and I got done. So I got two 30 minute pelotons awesome. in addition to my strength training workouts and uh, the jujitsu classes so it was a very productive week um and i felt good to get back in the routine and this weekend i have been recovering because i have been sore yeah so yes um and i know i just mentioned it to you guys but uh tampa strength the gym i work out of uh we also have a 
workout app that I can create you a customized workout plan uh, and send it to you via to or right to your smart device. Uh, and I can monitor your progress and make sure that you get that level of accountability that you need uh, when you hire a personal trainer. So if that's something you guys are interested in, please send me a DM. You know, New Year's resolutions are coming down the pike hard and fast. So make sure you send us a DM at the ATF podcast. That's our uh, handle on Instagram. So this is, I think this is worthy of some music. This I know we need some Um, tunes. Breaking news. No. um, So this is our health and wellness trend prediction episode. Um, Basically, health and wellness predictions. No, health and wellness trend predictions. Yes. For 2023. That's, That's correct. Accurate, right? Yeah. So basically we do this each year, guys, because we try to see what the what we, we take a gaze into our crystal ball to see what's going to be popular in those uh, fields of study in the new year. So we had, we compiled a list and we kind of whittled down the list because we have many different uh, topics, I think, or different areas we think might be prominent in the new year, but we kind of whittled it down a little bit. And we're going to start with our very first one. And I kind of already mentioned it somewhat in my training recap. Um, I believe that uh, hot and cold therapy is going to be more readily available in the new year. So um, it's already become, you know, even over the years, sauna and or cold therapy have become kind of the new, I would say, uh, therapeutic uh, trends in different in the wellness space, but I still think unless you're going to a specific recovery clinic, if it has like cryotherapy or right. infrared sauna, um, you're still it, it's still not uh, available to the masses. But I think you know uh, uh, sauna with the I think the knowledge of the benefits of both cold therapy and hot therapy are becoming more readily available. More people are starting to get uh, to know how those things can be beneficial to them long term. Um, so I think you're going to see um, facilities start incorporating more of those options. And I'm talking about maybe even like big box gyms. I mean, I, you guys, I talk about how I go to LA Fitness and they have a sauna in there. And that's one of the main reasons I go. Um, they also have a hot tub and a pool. Um, but I think even now, I think the idea of even like a cold plunge is might be something that more readily available for a minimum monthly fee. Um, so uh, I think it's still going to take maybe a year or two to really see it pop up. But yeah, even there's been like traveling saunas. Yeah, exactly. Like I've seen that people <clears throat> will have saunas that they travel around the country with and they do like pop-ups. We've yeah. had a bunch of those down here. Absolutely. And I mean, and I think they actually have, and I mean, you really don't need too much for a cold tub. I mean, I think those actually, the people, I think you're, I'm assuming you're referring to Koduari, bringing in like the Swedish yeah. barrel saunas. Yep. Um, yeah. And I think they actually had tubs. They brought tubs along with them to people to go from hot to cold. And so that, and there's not a lot of overhead. I mean, it's a big metal tub essentially. So you fill it with water and ice; it stays cold. The metal, you know, keeps it cold for a while, even here in Florida. Um, so, well, also I've seen a lot more people on my Instagram who live in cold climates doing the like cold plunge uh-huh. in like a frozen lake. Yeah, 
I've yeah. seen that a lot more. I mean, it, I mean, it's probably several years ago, but the 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 Wim Hof, the ice yeah. man, he was had a lot of uh, interesting information and demonstrated the benefits. I think of of cold therapy, but uh, we even got contacted. I'm going to mention this before about a company that made one of the one of the very first. Not they claim one of the first, not one of the first, but one of the best portable cold tubs. It's mm-hmm. an inflatable tub that actually has a cooling unit attached to it. So they actually, this one is actually, it's pretty cool. It actually filled it with water. The filtration system cleans the water, but it can also heat it up to, I think, over 105 degrees. I think like a hot tub style. Yep. Um, and drop it to, I think, 40 degrees. So it's hot and cold. So it's really, it's really cool because... The issue with, I mean, there's things out there like the ice barrel, which is essentially this big barrel that you put your own water in, put your own ice in. Um, I just saw another kind of inflatable ice barrel on thing. But the thing is, you've got to put your own water and ice in. This thing is pretty cool. has its own filtration system, hot, heats and cools the water. So that's pretty, uh, pretty, I think, innovative. And yeah. I saw even facilities are the, the this company showed me how some facilities here in Florida use that as their cold therapy at their facility. Huh. So it's cool. pretty cool. And like I said, I think it's just going to become more popular because people are becoming more aware of the benefits of both of those things, uh, the hot and cold therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What's your what do you got for the trend of uh, a trend in 2023 that people should be on the lookout for? Um. So this is something that. Thankfully, due to, I think, just the realization of how important body work is, but also the the technology and the prevalence on, like, variety of body work that's available now, body work in general has just become much more accessible. And I think it's gonna, it's going to be much more accessible in the future. And looking at, you know, there's apps now, like this year we used an app to have some massage therapists come to our house and give us massages for mm-hmm. a reasonable price, like the same or maybe even less than going to like some spas and stuff like that. And it's it's an app, it's, it's the Soothe app. Um, we tried that earlier this year and that that worked out fantastic, honestly. Mm-hmm. But there's the stretch lab like they have here in yeah. Tampa. Um, they make, you know, they have like the the Theragun therapies. They've got stretch classes. They've they've got all kinds of things right. um, that it's all focused on body work, like more like recovery kind mm-hmm. of body work. Right. And that... I think is is going to continue to become more accessible, yeah. As it becomes continues to to be seen as a very crucial part of someone's fitness and health. Right. I mean, that's something I got away from. Uh, got away from a little bit this year due to time constraints. And I mean, I've I've looked in the stretch lab. Actually, did one of the intros there. Very um, beneficial because I mean, there's only so much stretching you can do on on your own. I mean, you right. can take so much, only so much yoga you can do. I mean, doing your own, the yoga poses, whether it be yoga poses, excuse me, or stretching movements, mobility movements, it's different than having somebody put you into a certain position. Obviously, right. some other people had, uh, you know, having a person 
put your muscle or put your joint in a range of motion that you can't do on your own is how you can really increase flexibility and mobility and things like that. So they, it, you're absolutely right. Body work is a necessity for uh, fitness and longevity. Yeah. So that's two. Number, Number three. three is psychedelic medicines. So <laughs> we've talked about it a couple times. <laughs> I think we've had a couple uh, uh, episodes that were really uh, centered on the use of psychedelics in uh, medicine uh, recently. And I think they've been, I shouldn't say recently, psychedelics have been used, I think, for a long time in medicine as med- medicinal reasons or medicinal treatments. Um, but this year we uh, did our whole episode about recent uh, treatment for addiction using psilocybin mushrooms. Yep. And uh, the actual really, uh, probably one of the best, uh, uh, a recent study that showed some of the best results of the, the effect, the positive effect psilocybin can have on treating addiction. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's something, like I said, I feel like psychedelics have been used um, but they, uh, in, in, for medicinal reasons, but they've seen but they've gotten a bad rap. Well, yeah, they've gotten a bad rap. They've been like, you know, like those alternative mm-hmm. medicines that, you know, the folk remedies and natural medicines and things like that. I'm using lots of quotations. Yeah, a lot of air quoting going Because on. largely Western medicine has not accepted those as viable health treatments and now we're seeing scientific proof that these are not just viable but very effective in certain situations yeah i think it also i'm i believe at some point um you know whether it be psilocybin or ketamine they were probably placed on some sort of um you know illegal drug list sure um obviously some got a special um, probably like some sort of clearance for, um, you know, research groups to use for, for treatments. Um, but now they're becoming more and more, uh, it seems like that, that, uh, the, the, the bad rap is starting to get, starting to get, uh, people starting to realize that that was more fabricated than actual. That or down to abuse. Right. So, uh, and I mean, I think it's, people are realizing that any drug can be abused. I mean, Tylenol yeah. can be abused. I mean, we see how terrible. Coffee can be uh, abused. Right. And we, and we see how terrible, uh, different, um, I wouldn't say, what's the category that Oxycontin's in? Um, oh, um. I know painkillers is general, uh, but um, my brain just yeah. Sorry. Out. So the <laughs> those those type of medications, you know, those are me. becoming very uh, uh, the 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 kind of deaths that the the death toll that those are causing is probably much more higher or much higher than yeah. things like psilocybin mushrooms. So um, I think we're coming to realization now that these medicines can be used if. Um, you know, prescribed by medical professionals and monitored by medical professionals. I think those kind of the studies that we showed is that if people or patients are given these um, psychedelic drugs or psychedelic medicines um, and then monitored by medical professionals, they can be worked and they can be beneficial. You know? right. So it's not just, you know, it, 
it maybe one day get to the prescription where you just buy it over the counter. Maybe. Because, um, I mean, there's a whole thing about micro-dosing mushrooms nowadays. Yep, you I've know? heard a lot. Actually, one of the podcasts I listen to starts off every episode of, I introduced microdosing to my grandmother and like all these different things and I'm sitting there going, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, several states have legalized, I believe it's the recreational use of psilocybin mushrooms. Um, so it's, it's becoming, uh, uh, the, uh, it's becoming more popular and I think we're going to see it being used more and more, not just psilocybin but probably other types of psychedelic um, medicines being used for in 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 the medical system and on on the whole you know not just uh, special niche like alternative medicines like shannon was doing with her air quotes my air quotes Um, but i think it's going to become more mainstream yeah absolutely and i will also say that i think it has a lot to do with the fact that it's, you know, the amounts are being controlled. Yep. The substances are being controlled, like the quality. But it's also with psychedelics. I mean, if if nobody's ever taken like a, you know, a bad trip on something, um, sometimes it's down to environment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, it's, you, you just, it's also controlling that. So like, right. you know, putting it into very scientific, um, measurable, controllable situation, that is going to mean that more like replicable results are right. available. So yeah. it makes it safer is what I'm what Agreed. I'm basically getting at. Agreed. All right. Before we go to the next trend, let's hear about today's sponsor. Listeners of the Addicted to Fitness podcast know that exercise is a regular part of our lives. With that said, recovery is also a regular part of our everyday life. We've tried numerous recovery products. We've interviewed the inventors of numerous recovery products, and nothing has really uh, provided the results that we really were looking for. That's until the Amino Company reached out to us and told us to try their Heal Supplement. The Heal Supplement is 100% science-backed to provide clinically proven benefits. It's three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. It can help maintain healthy inflammation levels, preserve muscle mass during periods of complete inactivity, and improves physical strength and function. Uh, it is also keto-friendly, soy-free, vegetarian, and gluten-free and non-GMO. Guys, I, I've been using this for about a month now, and I promise you that my exercise intensity has been able to increase over that month, whether it be in jujitsu, strength training, on the Peloton, and I really am a big believer that the reason, one of the reason why is because of the Heal product. You guys can take advantage and try it for yourself at a discount, being a listener of the Addicted to Fitness podcast, by going to aminoco.com and use Using the code ATF at checkout. Better yet, visit aminoco.com slash ATF to read more about what I think of these products and some of the science behind why Heal Supplement really works. Um, so my next one is another kind of thing that we dabbled a little bit with this, this year and um, we talked a little bit about, but in 2023, 
wearable prescriptions are, are really, I think that this is something we're planning to see more of and, um, something that we're going to hear are maybe come up in our health insurance programs. If you haven't already, you might see a lot more, I think, prescriptions available. Like we talked about the home testing and like um, the technology that's available now so that people can really take ownership of testing and, and learning more about their health and in greater detail. I did my first ever constant glucose monitor for three months this year. (coughs) And it was so eye-opening, such an amazing experience. That was prescription. I had Mm -hmm. to get a prescription. Like I had to get approved for a prescription for that. But I think we're also going to see our doctors. Like doctors are going to start saying, yeah, like share your... Um, you know, your fitness tracker data with us, or let's take a look at this device that you're wearing and make sure that we can, we can pull that data and use it at our office. Mm -hmm. So those prescriptions are going to be, I think, more utilized by health professionals. And also the the technology just continues to improve. So wearable prescriptions, prescriptions just going to become more predominant in the medical and health worlds overall agreed yeah i mean like there's the the whoop strap i think that's that's be there now people are talking about recovery like tracking their sleep at night that's yeah such a huge thing that for people to realize how benefit how need how we need to uh the how that affects our whole every aspect of our life and i mean like my health insurance company, which is not, like, I don't have the best health in co- health insurance coverage ever, but my company does pay for things like fitness apps, like a month or two of fitness apps. So, I mean, like, that, that's all kind of tied to the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, there's definitely... It's a lot, there's a lot that's changed. Yeah, so I guess it's not just wearable prescriptions, but it could be just more like a smart, I think specifically, device, you know. I think specifically <laughs> wearable prescriptions are going to continue to grow, though. Oh, right, okay. Because right, I've right. also seen, I've seen some other kind of like, you know, wearable devices, measurement devices right. um, that people are starting. I've, they're, you know, they're popping up my Instagram feeds. They're going to continue to to become more popular. Yeah, I believe. I agree. So another one, uh, getting down towards the end of our list, and one more though, or another one, I should say, not one more, uh, is that uh, supplements are becoming are going to become more savory. Um, so the whole, it's interesting. The supplement world is very uh, saturated. Very, very saturated, Gosh. but very, uh, I would say somewhat uh in the mainstream nowadays yeah Um, because uh not gonna go too much into detail but if you haven't heard the liver king was exposed and you might not know about this but there's this guy named the liver king who promoted ancestral uh health and basically talked about the benefits of eating organ meat to help specific organs 
So he was promoting the supplements that if you don't want to eat organ meat, you can take these supplements that have like desiccated organs, oh. which, you know, do have benefits on it. But he said to, for just to give it a, a Cliff Notes version, he was like, oh, eat more liver, helps your liver. Eat uh, testicles, helps your testicles kind of thing. Okay. Lo and behold, this guy, uh, and he promoted this uh, clean living lifestyle, even though he looked like he was a bodybuilder. Uh, lo and behold came out that he was using steroids um, and other supplements that he was not actually selling. So um, that just I just give that uh, little uh, disclaimer to show that supplements are, um, are, it's a very complicated field. You know, it's, yeah, do it's... we need supplements? Do we not see, need supplements? Um, I think we've talked about it and we've talked to many different people. I mean, we... Uh, we promote some, and we have people that come and promote theirs on our podcast. Um, I think there is the need for supplements nowadays. I think um, if people aren't aware of any deficiencies they have in their diet, they should be aware of that or make themselves, yeah. you know, take the proper test to be aware. And then you can actually supplement with, um, do your due diligence to find a proper supplement because um, you may need it within uh, with your life um, with the, well, your lifestyle and also it's going to change it's going to change based on your age your fitness goals your life situation I mean there's so many variables supplements by definition are there to basically support or fill in a gap mm-hmm so it's to lift up, and it's not meant to necessarily be your forever situation. Right. It's not a fix. It's not a permanent um, prescription. It's a supplement. Right. So I think that there's a lot of supplements that promise to be everything to everybody, and we, you know, it's it's the promise that one thing is going to make everything better. Or that one thing is going to be all you need. It's just not true. Right. And there's, I think we've seen a lot larger range of supplements that I think last, was it last year or the year before we talked about adaptogens being included in supplements? Yeah. So now supplements are changing even more. Yeah. And I mean, I think it only makes sense that they kind of enter the, the savory, like, you know, actual edible food right. world. Yeah, because, I mean, it's interesting. I didn't really think about it. Full circle. We, yeah, Full we, circle, yeah. folks. So, as you mean, mostly <laughs> supplements now, first thing people think of are pills, right? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, you know, or there's sublingual where you have a liquid. Um, I mean, our daughter has gummies and she takes her supplements, right? Um, and liquids, yeah. And liquids, yes. Yeah. So, um, but now um, I didn't think about it until we interviewed uh, somebody on the podcast this past year who was uh, producing a recovery supplement that was had a lot of uh, mostly uh, magnesium was helped for to help yeah. sleep recovery or recovery during sleep, and they were talking about how they're getting the the maximum amount of sub of magnesium. They would require that they had like you basically took a scoop of powder and mixed it with water. And drank it before bed. 
Well, it was like you would have to drink like two glasses of water before bed. You'd get up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom. It's it yeah. kind of negating the recovery thing. Um, so it was like in order to get the actual beneficial amount of the active ingredient, they were like, we're going to try to make it into a functional food is what they said. So that was kind of the idea is that the supplements are going to become more savory because they're going to be actual food products um, that contain prominent or I would say proficient amounts of a beneficial nutrient that you might be lacking. Um, yeah. So, because that's the key. I mean, finding a good supplement is hard nowadays because there are no real regulations. Um, FDA does not regulate supplements, we have, which actually might change soon um, from what I've been hearing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's uh, you have to do your due diligence to know what products have how much of the active ingredient that you need in in said product. So, yeah. um, you know, they the way it sounds like these functional foods, these savory supplements, may actually be able to deliver more of that food than the uh, than some of the supplements in pill form that are out there. So I think it's a it's a progress in regards mm-hmm. to supplements. I think it's hilarious that we are essentially just going full circle though. I mean <laughs> you know You're a lot to be of getting all your nutrients from food. Yeah. And then and so, we stop getting it from food. Now so we, we start have to taking get it pills and drinks food. and now we're like, okay, we're gonna make food that's <laughs> got supplements in it and you're going to eat that and be better and it's like wait wait a second yeah isn't I mean, that what i'm supposed to be doing anyways granted you probably eat a more complete <laughs> diet and you know but also uh, but it, it it also goes to like absorption yes. and all that yeah. like certain things need other sort of buddies in order yeah. to be um, properly absorbed and utilized by your body so. but the key thing i we always like to say is with supplements just, you know, try to get a nutrient test done to see if you actually need it, you know. Yeah. I don't think there's any problem with taking a multivitamin. Um, I think uh, I think it, it's interesting. I won't get into it too much because we're on trends right now. But I think the idea of a multi-supplement as kind of a, just a coverall kind of thing is mm-hmm. not the worst idea. Um, but, you know, if you're going into looking for like B12 or um, iron or some copper or things like that, you uh, you could definitely need to do a nutrient, like a micronutrient test to see if you yeah. actually need that supplement. Yeah, we're always big fans of know where you're starting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Know your basis and build from there. Don't just guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one. I get the last one. Mm-hmm. Um and but not least i know and this is something we've seen evolve over recent years and that is the sort of reception and acceptance um even the promotion of mental health practices are going to continue to become more mainstream so we saw mental health thrust into the forefront of health issues, ironically, during a pandemic that was dealing with a virus because it changed the way we lived and it put so many people in such chronic stress that people were suffering mental health, like massive mental health issues and problems um, during the same time frame. So mental health issues have been creeping up. It's, you know, 
it has been pushed to the side. Now that's just known. Mental health is a huge part of our health overall, our well-being, and it's something we cannot ignore. I think that is not a trend. That is now just fact. The, the trend really has become more people being open about talking, like saying, hey, I'm going to a therapist, having that become more normalized, which is so necessary. Um, and I know like this has already become normalized amongst our sort of community, right? but it's because we are in that well-being community and we deal with these things. Like I, I am working in meditation and well-being and I hear this as like a regular pain points. Like this is something that comes up all the time. But I think more people are saying, I'm going to get a therapist or, you know, yeah, we go to, we go to couples therapy. You know, it's, it's becoming a lot more common to hear people saying that and it being shared as a real treatment that people can not be ashamed of anymore. So that becoming more mainstream is, I think is is a huge continued uh, step forward in the right direction. And I mean, as as long as it keeps going, it could go faster. Let's be honest. If health insurance made mental health uh, practices and treatments more covered and and more accessible for us, and that would be amazing. But at least we're getting regular exposure to these ideas and it's starting to be seen as a bit more um like mainstream acceptance right yeah i mean sadly we still have people that are still succumbing you know to issues related to mental health i mean that's obviously something that's probably been never in the headlines so yeah. much lately tragic yeah. news yeah um and like you said, it's just the idea of trying to keep promoting the idea of there are uh, things or there are, you know, whether it be therapists or there there are options available to people in order to help them with their mental yeah. health. And I mean, it's uh, it, it, it's just something that we got to keep promoting, you know, and I don't think you can promote it enough. And uh, it's not just doing it like lip service to have a mental health awareness week or, right. you know, to have, uh, I think, the the... NFL wears green or something like that. It's yes, those are all prominent, but the idea is just keeping it in the, in in just the 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 daily zeitgeist or just the you know the the zeitgeist itself that you know it is an issue. I think it's especially an issue in our country because you know it, it seems that we have a lot of. Um, I think when you you're comfortable, you 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 start to forget about the 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 i guess the distraction that being uncomfortable brings you know i know right. i'm simplifying things very much so but i'm um, not saying that people in undeveloped countries have don't have stress i'm sure they do um but it's just different type of stress and we're inundated by from many different angles here in this country whether it be through social media or or, or whatnot but um i think the the prominent thing that you said is just don't don't let it just 
be lip service, you know, try to keep telling people, whether it be colleagues or if it's promoted um, on national campaigns, that we got to um, have uh, outlets for people who need help with their mental health. So. Yeah, and and understanding and communicating about just how you would say, yeah, I got to go for a run this morning. Yeah. Saying like, yeah, I got to go and do my meditation this morning. Right. Or I yeah, got to I got point. to take, you know, 10 15 minutes and and just sit on my own and kind of clear my head or I'm really excited because you know, I know everybody gets excited for like, oh, I'm doing a new group fitness class or something. Mm -hmm. But no, I'm going to be speaking to a therapist this week. Like that that kind of conversation is really crucial and really necessary to help educate and make other people comfortable with these things where right. they might still be seeing it as, oh, no, you don't talk about that. You yeah. don't do that. Never mind. Talk about it. You don't even do that. Right. Just push it down. Push it down. Well, I mean, to really bring it all, connect it all, I mean, I know on my Apple Watch now, latest upgrade, it can track mindfulness minutes. Yeah. You know, I think it might be linked to my Headspace app, Headspace app. And, I mean, how do you get more introspective than take psychedelics? So, I mean, it's all connected, <laughs> folks. The trends are all connected. You can um, monitor yourself. So, and you, can um, you guys, like I said, write them down. These things. And then pay attention to the year. In a sauna. You could do it in a sauna. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you talking, don't really don't take out. psychedelics in the sauna. Don't guys. do that. Don't, don't do that. We're not saying recommending that. Oh, my God. But, um, so, uh, yeah, write them down. Um, put them in somewhere you don't forget them and then come back uh, as the year goes on keep a little tally to see how we did on our predictions and if you'd like to send us your predictions please do so uh, the ATF podcast on Instagram but before we say goodbye today we want to let you know what's got us pumped yes yes so how about you what's got you pumped um shocking <gasps> as this may be uh oh Newsflash. I have a book. What? <laughs> That's not yes. Like you. What? Like me. I, I have a book problem, first of all. Um, I buy books a lot. So when we were on vacation, I could not help myself going into all the wonderful, beautiful independent bookstores. And one of them in Vermont that we came across had this book the Everyday Ayurveda Cookbook by Kate O'Donnell. And it's one of these books that I've just not come across. I don't know how. I don't, like, I, I don't know if maybe because she is actually from Massachusetts, um, if maybe it's more, like, readily available or distributed in New England. I don't know. But I have to say... I have a lot of Ayurveda cookbooks. I have everything from the super traditional, like Indian, you know, probably passed down hundreds of years recipes to the very modern, trendy, sort of Instagram-friendly Ayurvedic food. And it's all a bit of a challenge to incorporate into life as someone who has a family <laughs> that does not necessarily have a whole lot of interest in Ayurvedic foods. 
So I want to incorporate Ayurvedic foods into the family diet when possible. Um, but it is a departure from what we're used to. Mm -hmm. So these recipes in here, I feel like they do that in a really accessible way um, where she talks about the ingredients. She, she localizes some of the ingredients. You know, we can't all access the same spices and the same um, vegetables or, or what, whatever it might be from India. And she uses some local flavors and ingredients that, you know, people could find in New England or wherever. And she encourages you to find others in your local area. So it just has everything from the most basic of recipes. Um, like she has a very doable kachari recipe, which is like the one of the most basic recipes in Ayurveda um, that I actually want to make. She has some bases for soups that I we're going to make this week, actually. And it's just, I'm excited to try these recipes. I'm excited by the fact that I can try these recipes and not worry that no one else in the house will go near them. <laughs> so very excited, very pumped for this book. What's and it called? It's called The Everyday Ayurveda Cookbook by Kate O'Donnell. All right. So... 100 recipes for simple healing foods. Sounds good. Very, very, very excited. And you should be too. I am that. pumped. <laughs> what else has got you pumped? I'll tell you what's got me pumped. Uh, this week, uh, I went to, as you guys heard in the training recap, I went to two jujitsu classes. Well, actually, went to the jujitsu gym, jujitsu gym. Three times this week. And the third one was kind of impromptu. Um, we had a stripe test. Not going to get into all the details right now. about, um, But in the intro program, you get a certain amount of stripes. And that means you're kind of ready to go to the next belt level. You also get your stripes, every belt you get. But uh, you actually take a test during the intro program, during your white belt, to get to the next level. Um, so... Um, as you guys may have heard listening to the podcast, I did jujitsu. I was in that intro program about five years ago, had an injury, you got pregnant, job started picking up. So I put uh, jujitsu on the back burner for essentially the last five years. Um, literally, uh, getting back to jujitsu was one of my New Year's resolutions every year for the last five years. So this year I actually did it and was going through the intro program, um, but was missing the stripe test and finally. Um, there's a stripe test when we left for vacation, once again, uh, missed it again, but I was like, all right, I'm going to schedule a private session with this professor, the instructor, and do the test. Well, let's keep trying to schedule and stuff with the, the, the professor, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, one of my classmates texted me, and was like, hey, or he stopped me on Thursday, and was like, hey, do you want to do the test tomorrow? I was like, yeah, if I'm free between this time. Uh, let me know if it happens. And he's like, okay, cool. I'll let you know. I don't hear back from him Thursday night. Friday morning, we're at Ella's Christmas recital out in the <laughs> middle of the lawn. And I get a text from him. He's like, hey, are you free at noon today? And I was like, well, I mean, I got like 30 minutes. I got to go, you know, see clients at one o'clock. 
He's like, all right, well, let's, he said, the professor said we can do the test. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll make it happen. Nothing like a little fly So, by of the course, you know, not the fact that I didn't hear from him the night before. I didn't do any review. Um, so I had a time. Luckily, I had an easy, light morning. So I was able to go home, review some, some material, went and, you know, kind of. And luckily, the guy who had texted me, who set the whole thing up, let me go first. Let me go through the whole test first. Um, so I could leave on time and uh, basically flew through the test and thought I was just getting one stripe. But um, I told the professor the whole deal about, you know, training five years ago and breaking my hand, yada, yada. And he ended up giving me three stripes right on the, st on the spot, giving me four stripes. So essentially I have all the stripes I need to go to the next level. So hopefully um, that was very un uh, unanticipated, unexpected. Um, so I was very, very excited for that. Very proud of that. Cause it's kind of been a long time coming. Usually yeah. your, your, your intro program, you should go get through in a year or six months to a year. And it took me probably about five years and six months. So, um, <laughs> a little bit longer than older than normal. Um, so I'm very pumped for that. Very happy. I'm glad I'm back to it. And that Ella loves it too. So that's I know really now you've got, you've got cool Ella thing. enjoying yep. it. So that's what I'm pumped for. Pumped for this episode. Pumped for the new year. Um, hopefully you guys are too. It's been a great year. We got one more coming up for you guys before we get out. So before we say goodbye. One more episode. For, to 2022. So please share the podcast with a friend. Rating reviews. Visit and support our sponsor, The Amino Co. Um, and follow the podcast on Instagram at The ATF Podcast. Got anything else for him tonight? Nope. This has been another edition of the Addicted Fitness Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.